0: Good morning listeners, my name is Patrick Shanigant and you are listening to Ornithology Weekly on CDC Radio 1, the latest bird news, facts, and findings every Saturday at 6am Mountain Time. But before you listen, there's something I'd like you to hear. You just heard the sound of the ancient murrelet. The scientific name for the ancient murrelet is Synthliboramphus antiquus. Synthliboramphus means ancient, and antiquus means murrelet. The ancient murrelet is one of my very favorite seabirds, and they are common on Salt Spring Island, so I am treated by the sight of them every day. They roost in the trees at night and during the day they will dive for food in the ocean. This little murrelet gets the name ancient because of their grey colouring. When my mother's hair started going grey, I pointed this out to her and she was not amused. I was definitely right though. She gave birth to me when she was fifty-eight years old after all. Not exactly a young merlet. One of my favorite things to do on Monday is wake up at 5.30 a.m. and walk down to the water with my fresh-brewed, fairly free-trade coffee and watch the merlets descend to the sea from their roosts. Waking up and watching birds as they sleep is one of life's hidden joys. Every week I look forward to Merlet Monday. Like me the ancient Merlet gathers most of its food from the ocean. The sea is a bounty and the waters around Salt Spring Island are particularly bountiful. Once a month our whole village will spend the day gathering seaweed, mussels, crabs, and anything that can't scurry away from us. We'll take this feast and eat it raw on the beach. The food must be raw to prevent GMOs. I have many fond memories of our sea feasts. It is at one of these occasions that I met my first love partner, Oswaldina. The ancient merlet is still very common here on the west coast of Canada, but they are not immune to the effects of human activity. There is a very busy ferry service between Vancouver and Vancouver Island. Every day, dozens of these noisy beasts bring tourists from every corner of the world to pollute this enchanted paradise. When I was young and wild, I used to crouch on the southernmost point of the island and shoot arrows at the passing fairies with my trusty longbow. Those days are over now, it's far too risky. Now that I'm an adult, I am able to simply continue to file complaints and lawsuits until the fairies stop. I once saw an ancient myrrhlet nearly collide with a fairy. The frightened little bird made such a horrified chirp. It was heartbreaking. If you would like to help in the effort to stop the fairies, please head over to my website wwwhttps weekly at aol.ca and sign the petition. My next guest is an expert on the ancient Merlet, and has just finished writing a book on this beloved bird. He also happens to be my neighbor. Today, I'm speaking with Ken. Thanks for being here today, Ken. Thank you for having me, Patrick. Ken, we've known each other for so many years. What is your last name? Thank you so much for asking, Patrick. I won't, I won't
1: fault you for not knowing because I actually gave up my last name when I first moved to Salt Spring. When I first stepped foot on this beautiful and secluded island, it felt like an opportunity to give myself over to a new life, a new purpose. My last name is the caress of a cool salt breeze over an artisan market, or the sound of the gulls wheeling above a retired couple's brunch. When you look out your window and see the homes of people who came here with nothing but several million dollars in a dream, you're looking at my last name.
0: That's beautiful, Ken, and... I think it's a wonderful name, so so I will. Call, your last name is 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 wind, is is like a wind.
1: It's just a feeling. It's it's less of a name and more of a state of mind. But if you must, uh, you can also call me Ken Wheatley.
0: Ah yes, okay, Ken Wheatley. I you definitely sound like someone who drives a Lincoln.
1: Uh, I I was driven around by a man named Lincoln briefly in my youth. Yes,
0: Lincoln. Tell 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 us about Lincoln. What is he? You were, driven around, so you were driven around in your youth by a man named... That's so interesting.
1: Yes, I, before coming to Salt Spring Island, I had a, quite a humble upbringing on a 45-acre estate in northern Vancouver. And my parents saw fit to protect me from the rigors of a life busing to and from education and uh, brought on dear sweet Lincoln, a very kind Austrian man who was a, a good friend and a teacher to me.
0: I love Austrians. I especially love Austrian birds. Um, I spent many summers there in the mountains uh, near Salzburg.
1: No, I, st- I still think fondly of Lincoln. I think fondly of him in the, in the dead of night.
0: Ken, why is the ancient merlet special to you?
1: Ah, yes. Well, you see, to me, the ancient merlet is a connection to our heritage. They are animals of pure instinct. As you know, as, as are we, inside the minds of these stunning creatures is a record of a time when man, I'm sorry, when person-kind had to fight for our very survival. Taking our lives for ourselves at the end of a spear at the bottom side of a rock. They are a link to the history of this planet, Patrick, and they are absolutely delicious.
0: I didn't know you, you dined on ancient merlot. I thought you were a, a vegetarian Ken.
1: No one's a vegetarian in the field, Patrick. You know that. When the opportunity to gorge yourself on the, the supple, raw flesh, of the myrtle, presents itself, you would be a fool to pass that
0: up. I do agree that sometimes these uh, little feathered friends are so cute. You you do want to eat them up, but I uh, I've you should well I've never actually you should Patrick. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll bite one one day, but can. Are there any specific facts about the ancient Merlet you would like to share with the listeners? Thank you for asking, Patrick. The ancient Merlet is an incredible
1: bird. They're the masters of sea, land, and air. Cunning warriors and a good friend to the birdwatchers of the world. The ancient Merlet is known for the incredible ability to fly in an unbroken path to sometimes 300 miles in the complete opposite direction of where they are traveling, having terrible senses of direction. This has caused the populations of ancient merlets to spread around the globe, uh, becoming a nuisance to most countries on the planet. They're also known for here, right here in British Columbia, very briefly being the official bird of Lululemon, where due to the fact that the CEO found it entertaining to keep bags and bags of live merlets on the shop floor to encourage workers to continue working before the birds themselves Suffocated in the sacks.
0: That is, that is incredible. I had never heard these facts about the ancient merlin before. You truly are um, a magnificent researcher, Ken. I knew you were a good egg as soon as I met you eleven years ago. And from a bird watcher,
1: being called a good egg is the highest compliment, Patrick. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Oh well, anytime, Ken. Uh, Honestly, I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm listening to you describe, you know, how incredible this bird is and how, you know, what an influence this bird has had in the, in the fashion industry in this country. And I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, you know, how you would observe this beautiful creature and, and think I should, I should bite that and, and, and cook it up like a, like a chicken nugget. Um, when did you start eating the ancient merlot?
1: Uh, that would have been, oh, it has been so long. I would I would say probably When did Princess Diana die? Sometime around then. I I remember I I was uh I was feasting upon a uh plate of ancient merlet with a nice Bernays sauce when I heard upon the radio the original announcement of the tragic death of Princess Diana, the people's princess. And to this day I can't I can't sink my teeth into that that beautiful ancient bird without thinking of her beautiful ancient face
0: you are using the ancient merlet to um process the trauma of losing uh the beloved princess diana that is i've never heard that before ken i think that's very unique and incredible and um honestly i think I think I smell a CBC docu-series in the works just on that one. Thank you for sharing that story with us, Ken. Of course. Uh, I must ask now, um, you know, I mentioned we, we had met 11 years ago, but how long have you lived on Salt Spring Island?
1: I, I've lived here for as long as, the, as long as the roots of the trees have worked their way deep into the cracks of the earth. I've, I've lived here as long as the salt spray has crusted the stones on the shore. I've lived here as long as the Canadian Revenue Agency has sought out its greatest offenders. Uh, Probably like, I don't know, 1988, 1989?
0: I must ask now, Ken, (laughs) um, have you spoken with Dr. Evelyn Crabtree at all recently?
1: You know that I haven't, Patrick. And you know why. I told her over and over again that the bees from her apiary we're coming into my yard and stealing the pollen from my Rhodesian azaleas. Is it so much to ask that I receive a portion of the honey profits? I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I knew it. You know, she, she she's encroaching. This entire island has been a hellhole since she arrived. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, listen, I can't, I can't. She is a good friend. Okay, I love Evelyn. She's one of my favorite people. I've had her on the show many times. Mm. I consider her a friend of the show and a friend of mine, but she mm-hmm. plots against me. She is mm-hmm. conniving, and her branch on her oak tree is leaning over my fence and has caused disarray, not only in my yard, but in my mind, and the plan of my day is gone because I can no longer sit in the gazebo and see the ocean because the branch is now obstructing my view, and her bees are ransacking your property I mean, I, I don't want to go to the bylaw officer, but I, I may, and I may need a letter from you um, if that sounds like I, something I would, you would I do. I would be
1: more than happy to sign whatever is necessary to have this menace finally put, the, put to rest. I would love to see Dr. Evelyn Crabtree shown the backhand of the law, the, the highest form of punishment on Salt Spring Island, a $250 fine. And you know what? I think she deserves it.
0: I mean, it's a little extreme, but I I do think she deserves it. And and I'm saying this as her friend. I mean, she's one of my very good friends. I enjoy Evelyn. Absolutely. The island is a community, and we all have to live here, and we can't have this chaos. So question uh, for you, Ken. I have another one here. Um, Whenever we get together, there is no small talk, only bird talk. But after all these years of chirping away at each other, I've never actually learned that much about you. What do you do for work, Ken?
1: Uh, the, the, the question isn't what I, what I do for work, Patrick. It's what I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to both is, is much of anything. I can't claim too much income during the year for, let's say, tax purposes. But what income I do have for, through the year comes from trips to the artisan markets where I, I hawk my my wares, my, you know, my my hand-carved funerary flutes, my hand-formed ceramic IUDs, and whatever whatever additional income I receive or require comes from a mysterious paper envelope I receive every three to six months.
0: That's honestly not even the the strangest thing I've heard on this island. I I must say you have one of the um, the more steady and gainful uh, employments. It sounds like Ken. That's quite interesting. I I do enjoy uh, spending time with the Artisan Miracle with you. Uh, I say, I was quite shocked when I asked, um, uh, one of the other residents, uh, I believe, uh, John, um, what was his last name? Coonsmith, I believe it was. Yes, John Coonsmith. And, uh, you wouldn't believe it. You would think, he, you know, he must do something with raccoons, but it turns out, uh, he made his entire living with seashells, um, down at the beach. And, uh, I can't say he affords, uh, you know, to live with a house, but he does, uh, he does sleep somewhere. Um, I have another question for you here, Ken. Of course, of course. What were your methods for researching the ancient merlet?
1: To observe the ancient merlet in their habitat, you have to first gain their trust. And as one of the most disdainful and haughty creatures to ever take wing, Gaining their trust involves a great deal of physical, emotional, and spiritual vulnerability. The things that I did for those birds and the things that I did to myself will haunt me until my dying days and ensure that I am never again allowed in a Canadian national park.
0: Well, Ken, that was (laughs) rather dark, but I, I understand that sometimes birding can awaken... Inner demons within us that, you know, we'd rather not show to the world. Sometimes, I mean, that is one of the things about birding people don't really anticipate. Is sometimes you connect with a bird that reminds you of past traumas, or, or, or you know, rivalries, or, you know, even, even revenge plots you may have in your life. And the the fluttering of the birds and the the whistle of their calls can sometimes awaken. Impulses that make you flee to one of the Gulf Islands for many, many years, and uh, I, that's a common, common story. People should understand when they get into birding, is they should be prepared to be in touch with every part of themselves in their life. Mm. You know, of course, it is. That is quite a powerful story, Ken, and I really hope that you are allowed in the parks again one day, because you know the majority of the birds. Uh, in Canada, are in the parks, and I hope that you know when we go, we uh, we don't get stopped when we travel there in my um, four-door Subaru.
1: I hope not, Patrick. I I lost my keys in there. I'd really like to get back in.
0: I I really hope you didn't lose them in in um, in Banff National Park. That place is a real key magnet. I absolutely
1: did, and I had a commemorative Princess Diana keychain on that ring. It's probably gone now. Probably in the hands of some. Filthy Manitoban.
0: A princess keychain from Princess Otto. That is truly a treasure. What would you say are your top five favorite birds and why? Uh, from five to one,
1: sporty, posh, ginger, scary, baby. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> scary is definitely my favorite.
0: Oh, do you remember the uh, scientific name for scary bird?
1: I believe it is uh, Zigga-Zigga-Ah.
0: Ken, have you ever had the privilege of witnessing the ancient merlet mating?
1: You know, from what I've learned from other birders, the process of mating for the ancient merlet is a a beauty to behold. It's one of nature's most primal and ancient dances. But, you know, I usually end up eating one or both of the birds before they're able to get to that point.
0: Have you thought of not eating these birds, Ken? I have.
1: I have. Many, many a time in the, in, the, in the bright light of day have I considered that perhaps my actions are destructive, disruptive. Uh, God knows it's been disruptive to my, to my digestion, if you know what I mean. But, um, you know, if it's a crime to kill and eat a beautiful, endangered animal then you can lock me up. Wait, it is a crime, isn't it? Wait, it is a crime.
0: Yeah, I, I do believe it's a crime. Yeah.
1: You know what? You know what? This is all alleged, I should say. This is all alleged. None of, none of this is on the record, right?
0: Oh, oh, it was just one of your jokes. It. Yeah,
1: yes, absolutely. It was a, a, a jest a of types.
0: Because I was going to say, I mean... Eating a merlet would be you know quite quite upsetting, but how would you even go about catching a merlet if you were going to but you hypothetically catch I, a merlet?
1: no I, you know that's, I have no idea as someone that has never done it, I, I, I would have absolutely no way of knowing uh, how you would place a bed of moss at the base of a sea rock and 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 bait it with herring chopped up, hold is fine. Um, and just wait with a handwoven rattan basket mm. on a on an overhanging cliff, I would absolutely have no idea how to do such a thing using a fishing line and birch bark.
0: I see what you're saying. Can you are just trying to sell more of your artisanal goods? <laughs> if you, you are it. interested
1: in a rattan basket, you can find me at the quarterly the quarterly artisan market that I hold behind the church house. <laughs>
0: I know that I would never have any such luck catching a merlet. I, I once, I once came upon a, a stray cat on Salt Spring, and uh, I know there are some. Sometimes I don't Unleavable. know how I know I've. It's quite rare, but this little gray tabby was outside, and I was trying to lure it to my home so I could give it a good pet, and um, I would you know make, make the cat sounds and uh, tried to lure it over and I had some little treats for it and it wouldn't it wouldn't come over it was being it was being quite <laughs> playing quite a little game with me but eventually you know it would come and come closer and I'd give it a little pat on its head but it would always it would always run away but then one day I managed to catch it and hold it on my lap for five hours until finally <laughs> with its strength depleted it <laughs> surrendered to my will and I was able to pet it for the rest of the evening and uh, I have never seen that cat again, but I just wanted to, to let you know, Ken, in case you see a little gray tabby cat, please let me know, because uh, it's mine now, and um, I very much would love to live at my home. Ken, I've got a final question for you. Yes. What is the name of your recent book? When and where is it available? Ah, Yes, of course.
1: So the name of my book is The Ancient Merlet, Colonel Nature's Landlord, subtitle, sexuality reclaimed Semicolon, a how to guide m dash return of the king and it is available within the next three to six moon cycles beneath park benches all across salt spring island or by pre-order through parlor.com
0: that sounds absolutely wonderful ken i can't wait to get my talons on it (laughs) (laughs) oh patrick you're too much now before we end we always we have to do a segment that is one of my favorites, Bird Talk. I've been waiting
1: for this. I've been <laughs> waiting for this, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy.
0: Bird Talk is a segment where I play a bird call and we guess what the bird is saying. For our first bird for Bird Talk, I'm going to play the Mexican Violet Ear. <laughs> what do you think he's trying to say, Ken?
1: Uh, to, to, to me, Patrick, the, the passion, the excitement in the voice seems to bring to mind, help, 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 help. I've made too much jambalaya. Please help. Help yourself, help.
0: That That's a very interesting observation. To me, it sounded more like he was, um sounded to me like he was making a call to the other violet ears and letting them know that his ears were the most violet.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing with the Mexican violator is you never really know what they're thinking.
0: The next bird I'm going to play for you is called the Masked Gnat Catcher. Hmm. <laughs> what did you think he was saying there? This this sounds like a,
1: a a bird, devastated at having not caught enough gnats, but ready to rise again the next day, new, bold, and prepared for another challenge.
0: I would almost say the opposite. I think he sounded quite distressed. It it sounded like the gnats were beginning to overpower him. Um, I was actually quite frightened that entire time. You know, gnats are small, um, but when they get together. I've,
1: it I, adds up.
0: <laughs> I was once in, in Ontario. I, I saw the gnats carry off a small dog once.
1: I've, I've lost some dear, dear sweet friends to gnat to mobs. Just rest in peace, Lincoln.
0: Truly, truly one of Canada's least talked about problems. But it, it must be addressed. Our next bird I'm going to play for us is the Common Scale Backed Ant bird? <laughs> what a mouthful that was. That was a really bad recording, wasn't it, Ken? It was wow. mostly crickets. It was. Mostly crickets. But the emotion,
1: the emotion really comes through. I don't know about you, but after that, that that call really got me going. That really set my blood on fire. Feeling that one down in my grapes. You know what I mean.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm not young like you, Ken. I haven't felt anything down in my grapes for quite some time. I'm now going to play the yellow crowned golanek. What did you think of that one? Now I've I've seen
1: and heard quite a few Yellow Crowned Golaneks in my time, and I have to say that was one of the most upsetting recordings I've ever heard. That was vile. That is a that is a that is a call only heard by the Yellow Crown Goleneck when it is extolling the regicide it committed to gain that yellow crown. It's it's a it's mm. it's arrogant. Mm.
0: Yes. I see what you mean honestly I mean I I am I'm incredibly impressed that you were able to to um, to glean such um, information from that uh, that recording because Thank I hear. was again quite distracted by you can hear a lot of background noise I don't want to rant but the quality of bird recordings over the last few years has really gone dismal, down
1: just absolutely dismal these really really two quite bit, awful two-bit birders bringing out their their iPhone twos using their voice recording app, apps. Apps have just ruined birding. I think you can agree. It really has.
0: It's all it is now. I mean, you remember back in the the early 90s, there was um, great bird recorders. Um, uh, Ken uh, uh, Bingo. Uh, There was um, Ralph uh, Nachio. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was an incredible, I mean, he had a telescopic, uh 300,000 hertz um recorder that he was able to rec- he could record an eagle uh, uh, from a hawk's eye I, exactly. honestly he was just unbelievable recordings and now you know everybody because bird recordings are so lucrative these days mm-hmm. with you know sponsorships and and you know targeted advertisements every every teenager's out there with their cell phone recording birds and and you get these recordings that they really shouldn't be published yeah. and um there, there, you know, I believe there has to be more of a, of a filter.
1: There's, there's got to be some sort of barrier for quality. Like, I, I remember when I was just a young birder myself, Frem Quemson recorded a stunning call of the Bleeding Heart Face Smasher just using a tan drum with a stick and a needle on a clay pot. Just breathtaking. It was impossible to actually listen back to, but it looked really cool.
0: I've heard of the clay pot technique. Yeah, that's what the that's what the uh, I wouldn't say the ancient Merlets used. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> no. Of course, they're just birds. No, they no, can, but those are those technology. are birds, yeah. No, they they're not people. No. Um well, Ken it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I mean, I I've obviously had many Drinks with you. We we often gather every week and and talk about birds and life and talk about that horrible Evelyn Crabtree, who honestly is a very good friend and I I wish her the best. She's a very sweet um,
1: woman and an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah, no, she's 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 two at the same time. You know, almost like a an ancient merlets mating <laughs> the technique. Um, oh, Patrick. Yes, she's yeah. Anyway, you don't have to speak about her anymore. She's she's. She's gone. She's dead to me now. But lovely lady. And I'm so glad you came here, Ken, to speak with me about the ancient merlet. Uh, I think we have all learned so much about the ancient merlet. I mean, you mentioned your, you know, gestation of that bird, which is, I think, unfortunate. But I think we'll have to maybe explore that. Maybe you will explore that in a later book. Do you speak about... um, Eating the ancient merlet in your in your book that you've just released about I, that bird, I
1: do. In the back, there's about uh, five to five or five or six pages of recipes for the for the beginner, including one that is just a, an incredible uh, uh, oven baked pizza that you will just die for.
0: So, just for so our listeners know, um, you know, you don't have to read that section. Um, you know, Ken. <laughs> Ken is, uh, you know, he's a wonderful man. I'm, again, Ken, I'm so glad you came, but I, uh, I think that if, if, you know, you don't have to agree with Ken to, um, learn about birds. I mean, uh, one could say by Ken, Ken knows so much about them. He even knows, uh, what the ancient merlet tastes like. That's how passionate he is about this bird. So please check out Ken's book. I, I know you'll love it. Uh, he's a, an enthralling writer, um, uh, I, where is it available again?
1: It's available uh, just when the moon is high and the, and the wind is right. You'll find it.
0: So it's going to be at the University of Victoria Library and um, probably at the uh, bookstore on Salt Spring Island as well. Yeah, and you so can get it on Amazon.
1: You can actually just get it on Amazon.
0: Or Amazon.com, certainly,
1: yeah. yes. Available everywhere.
0: Yeah, the Kindle version as well. Well, that's it for the show, thanks for listening, and as always, happy birthday!